This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Yeah, what's up? Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down districts five and six week in, week out in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, joined as always by Sean Kane. What's up? What's up, Mr. Citizen Kane? Uh, you know, not not too much. Just uh, trucking along here. It got kind of sunny for a minute here in Pocatello, and uh, that was kind of nice. But I don't think it's going to stay that way. It's supposed to snow next week, but yeah, been been pretty busy. We got we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Yeah, these weather patterns are driving me nuts. It'll snow two inches and melt off and then it'll snow with two inches and melt off i'm done with the i'm done with the wet slush I'm done, with, I'm done with the shoveling i've decided that unless it's a ton i'm gonna shovel because my house is right in front of the bus stop so i want the kids to be able to walk to the bus stop but if it's not a ton hopefully their parents set them in the boots <laughs> <laughs> you're so evil that's such a horrible thing no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> well it's across the street but a lot of them have to walk by my house to get here you know i'm not the neighbor like that's my football now because it's in my yard but uh, <laughs> i've had a lot of uh you know footballs and soccer balls in my yard and and this summer we had some arrows because the neighbors next door were practicing their archery <laughs> so that so there okay. you go <laughs> all righty uh very interesting uh okay well let's let's hop in and and talk about i will mention a couple of housekeeping things right off the the bat here usually you can tune into this prep cast on the idahosports.com youtube channel and facebook page not gonna lie sean we're we're in some beef right now with facebook uh and so i'm having i'm having problems uh uploading videos to facebook uh we can do everything else still but uh, I don't know, for some reason, having a hard time with the videos on Facebook. So if you want to watch this prep cast right now, the only way you can do that is on YouTube. Hopefully we get this fixed soon. We've been talking to people from Facebook for like two weeks about this. But uh, this will segue into uh, what I wanted to talk about, and that is the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel. That's right. We've got a YouTube channel. It's pretty awesome, actually. All of our prep casts are on there, all of our state preview shows. We're starting to put now, um, you know, we we go to different games and different competitions, and we shoot highlights, and we put them up on our social media, the IdahoSports.com Instagram account, and we do Facebook stories. And Well, now they've got what's called YouTube Shorts. It's kind of the same thing. So we we posted, I'm not joking, we posted a play from like the Middleton girls basketball game last night it's already got a thousand views on, and it's a youtube short it's like it's you know like 10 seconds so we're starting to do that a little more and so as we get into the new year 2023 sean uh we all set goals right personal goals professional goals i think it's important to set professional goals for yourself with the start of a new year and my professional goal that i've set for myself at idahosports.com is to get a thousand subscribers to the idahosports.com YouTube channel. We are at like 600 and something right now. So we're like two thirds of the way there, but we need everybody's help and support to push us across the finish line. It's super easy. You just go to the idahosports.com YouTube channel, click on the little bell icon and you're subscribed. It's it's easy as that. So uh, Sean, will you subscribe to the idahosports.com YouTube channel? Absolutely. I think I already do <laughs> i mean i get on and watch them all the time that's that's typically how i uh consume uh 
the other prep cast is through YouTube. But yeah, YouTube, everyone knows YouTube. And, and I mean, here's the caveat to that. If you're at school uh, and you're obviously studying very hard, you can get on YouTube um, at school. You know what I mean? Um, you might not be able to go on Facebook on your at school, but, you know, you're studying, you know, some geography, but you have a little free time. You could hit and hit that subscribe button on, on YouTube because it's a little more accessible in uh, some schools Internet. Yes. And, and, and so with you, uh, saying, yes, I, I can, uh, I'm already subscribed. My next question to you is, can you create a burner account and also subscribe using that burner account? You know, I've got, I've got a few, I've got a few emails that I use, you know, school, personal, um, you know, that the, the cane 182 is a, a very popular, um, username. So if you see the 182 cane, it's probably some sort of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's uh con shane is uh your your alias con shane instead of sean kane <laughs> i don't want to get us in youtube trouble but you know <laughs> yeah that's the last thing we, yeah. you know we, we, we don't want to lose our youtube pipeline either with video uh of course you can also listen to this podcast at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. The reason why I bring up the video version of this, Sean, is because we've got a highlight that we're going to show here in a little bit. And you're only going to be able to see that if you tune into the video on YouTube. So there you go, some little a little YouTube exclusive content. But this is where I wanted to start, Sean, was the game that you and I were on the call for last night. East Idaho game night on idahosports.com. We were from the, I don't think they have an official name for it, but I'm going to call it the palace since it's home to the Royals. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. The castle, maybe, I don't know. Palace. That's a pretty good, the Royals, you know, I was trying to think what's a Royal, but I I think they have a lion mascot. I was seeing on some stuff, but yes. Well, so, so yes. And so we were at Grace Lutheran uh high school last night uh obviously a cr- uh, private christian school so the royals of course the, there's all the great kings in the bible king david and uh i, I think that's probably the tie in there right david uh didn't he take on a lion or no that was daniel who took on a lion I'm, I'm well, i thought you're much. i thought you're gonna go david and goliath because that's kind of uh what we had um on store <laughs> last night was a little david versus a goliath goliath i think but uh yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah, that was a good game. We had, you know, you had, we were obviously at Grace Lutheran and they're taking on conference favorites, Rockland and uh, Grace Lutheran's third in the conference. Rockland, obviously number one, the returning state championships, champions. And uh, it was a great game. And, you know, I was thinking about, I knew we were going to talk about this, but I, what really came to the forefront of my mind is for both teams, how great the sportsmanship was. There was two incidences um one rockland player went down the the grace lutheran guy defending him never left his side um and they were playing and you're the one that picked up on this but they were playing four on four and the grace lutheran player never left his side until he was attended to just really great sportsmanship and then a grace lutheran uh player um hit the deck later on and you know they all stopped and made sure it was all right and i you know and and sometimes in the bigger schools I don't know if you get that sportsmanship kind of that kind of sportsmanship vibe. I mean, everyone, ha- most schools have really good sportsmanship, but that was a very, it was very unique. I kind of thought and uh, really outstanding by both teams um, on their sportsmanship side of things um, in that game. So that's, that was a big standout for me. 
Yeah. So, so last night we did this uh, boys basketball game, Grace Lutheran hosting Rockland. And yes, the incident you're describing is uh, Abraham Held got like poked in the eye um, as, as he and Garrett Grayson, who's a great freshman center for Grace Lutheran, they kind of collided going for a loose ball and, and Abraham got poked in the eye. Um, and so he, he kind of, you know, hit, hit the floor and, um, meanwhile, Grace Lutheran got the loose ball. They're fast breaking the other way and, and Garrett Grayson never left his side. So they're, they're playing four on four. And I don't think the officials realized until, you know, after a couple of shots had gone yeah. down. Um, and then they finally stopped playing. And then yes, at the end, of, towards the end of the game, um, Matt Samuelson for Grace Lutheran went down, kind of st- stepped on. Yeah. I think he player. stepped on another player. He went up for, you know, kind of a layup and fell down on another player's foot is what it looked like to us. And, yeah, he he went down, and both teams kind of immediately just stopped before the the refs did. Uh, Will Argyle of uh, Grace Lutheran was about to shoot, and he kind of you know double dribbled and stopped because um, he was down in pain. So that was a it was just a nice scene to see. But all that aside, um, it, it was a close game um, in the first quarter. Grace Lutheran came out with some. Uh, Hot shooting from you know who you, who you just mentioned Samuelson and uh, Kurt Patrick of Grace Lutheran hit some threes kept it with within two in the first quarter but uh, Rockland uh, flexed their their uh, muscle per se in that second quarter with defense and and just unreal offensive rebounding um, to kind of the breakaway there and we're, we're able to kind of put that game away but uh, you know Grace Lutheran never went away that's a they're a good team they. You know, it would have been easy to kind of get down and let that game really, really get out of hand badly. But they were, they were, they were, they were what pestering Rockland enough that Rockland had to put some starters back in. You know what I mean? There's times at that yeah. game where, you know, Rockland's kind of clearing the, you know, getting some, uh, some bench players some minutes. And, you know, they kind of, you know, they kept just kind of pestering around like that one fly at the picnic, right? That just won't go away no matter what you do. They, uh, <laughs> kept, they kept going and they had to put, uh, uh a couple starters back in and, and you know and uh you know coach shea of rockland even said he, he you know he goes you know we're everyone is on this buzz about we won last year and, and he said to him he he's like uh, i i'm not even thinking that we've got to go out and win these other games and just you know he had just a different mentality um going into that game and uh yeah it was it was it was a fun fun outing Yes. Uh, so Shay Neal, the coach for, for Rockland, uh, you're right. Uh, they're, they're taking everybody's best shot this year. Rockland has only lost once. It was to Wood River, a 4A school, and a pretty darn good 4A school way back in the first week of the season. Uh, Rockland uh, is, has pretty much wrapped up the Rocky Mountain Conference title in boys basketball. And as we talked about, Rockland's still the favorite there, but there's a second spot to state that is available. And I really do think it's going to come down to like Water Springs, Grace Lutheran, maybe Showban if they get hot at districts. But but Grace Lutheran is right there. They played Water Springs all the way back in their season opener. Yeah, first game. Lost 29-28. It was either 29-28 or 28-27, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was neither team got to 30. It was a one-point game, and it was it was the only time they they played each other this year. And it was a conference game, it was right out of the gates. Um, which is tough because the league is so big. They had to uh, front load the schedule with those conference games. Um, but I fully expect Grace Lutheran and and Water Springs to be battling at districts for that second spot to state. For, for Rockland, meanwhile, they're continuing to sail on. Uh, 
They did get the win by double digits last night. Brandon Neal was a monster underneath, as was Teague Matthews, our IdahoSports.com player of the game. Sean, he had, what did he finish with, 19 points? And 14 rebounds, one block, and one big-time two-handed slam. Um, and, you know, he had he had the stat lines, you know, but he also, he's, he's a big-time defender. He's causes a lot of problems. Um, for his dunk, he blocked the shot and then ran the court to get the dunk. So, uh, yeah, they're, they've got a lot of players and, um, he's, he's six, five and he, he, he looks six, five and he's going to cause a lot of problems. Yeah. So here is the play that we were talking about last night, this two handed slam from Teague Matthews in transition blocked by Matthews and they're out quickly. Matthew's going to look for the dunk, and he gets it. 38-15, Bulldogs, 47 seconds left. There's your dunk, Brandon. <laughs> the two-handed slam. So there you go. I was I was saying, basically, it's not really a Rockland game until Teague Matthews elevates and, <laughs> and throws up the dunk. I remember last year they were playing in Dubois against Clark County, and uh, Teague's brother, Wes Matthews, was on the team, and he's since graduated, but uh, West threw up an alley oop to Teague, and it was it was pretty fun to watch. So, yeah, that yeah, pretty dynamic. Um, you got the Perman brothers are pretty good too. Uh, Brigham Perman, kind of the ball handler, really good drive, drive to the basket, penetrate, kind of open things up, and you know, and the big thing I think we even said it multiple times on the broadcast is they're just long and lengthy, and that's a tall, you know, for that size of school, you know, the smallest division. They've got some tall dudes there, and uh, uh, they're you know they're, they're going to be able to, to to cause some problems for a lot of teams. And I think the biggest game probably for them, and that's what Coach Shea was saying, was uh, Richfield. Right, it's coming yes. up, and and they're undefeated right now. And he was really looking forward for that that matchup later on the season. So that will be kind of their measuring stick as he kind of was looking at it down down the road. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Richfield is undefeated. They're ten and zero, uh, and they're on a gauntlet of a conference. You know, there's a there's a possibility Richfield doesn't even get to state um, because Richfield, Dietrich, and Camas County all play in the same district. They're all top ten teams in one A D two boys basketball. Only one bid to state, and so Camas County, of course, played Rockland in the championship last year and lost. Um, Richfield, we'll see if they get there. They beat Camas County last night, actually. Uh, in their first battle. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who's going to be at state to face Rockland potentially for a championship, but whoever comes out of that fourth district uh, is going to be a tough team for sure. So that's what's going on at the 1A D2 level. Let's climb on up to 3A, 4A. We had another game last night on IdahoSports.com, East Idaho game night from Shelley. Uh, Sugar Salem was taking on Shelley and their annual uh, rivalry game in boys basketball. And Sugar starts hot, right? They come out gangbusters. They're leading 18 to 8 after the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, it's Shelly who can't miss in the second quarter uh, to the point where Shelly grabs the lead at halftime, 30 to 25. Then the third quarter swings kind of back to Sugar Salem. Christian Gordon was the IdahoSports.com player of the game. He finished with 16 points for, for the Diggers. 11 of his 16 came in the third quarter. Sugar kind of regrabbed the lead. And then got just enough breathing room between Shelley where every time the Russets would get back to within three or two, 
the diggers would come down and hit a shot and, and sugar ultimately ends up winning by five 49 to 44. And the diggers, Sean, very quietly are nine and two. And they, they have won three of the last six, three, a state championships. They won three out of four from 2017 to 2020. And so I don't know, are the diggers back? I, I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, and we've, <laughs> I feel like a loaded question, right? <laughs> we, yeah. We've kind of beat this thing to death, but there's, there's another team in that conference that isn't doing too terrible either. And that's Teton. Uh, Teton yes. is, I believe 10 and 0 or 10 and 1, 10 and 1, 10 and 1. And <laughs> they're on a, they're on a pretty good tear too. So again, that conference is going to be pretty interesting. It doesn't look like till February 1st is when Teton and Sugar Salem play their first time. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be pretty, pretty interesting to see who comes out of that district because Teton's playing some really good basketball right now as well. So, um, and, but, you know, Sugar Salem, Shelly's a good team. I think Shelly's a kind of a sneaky, sneaky team in that 4A conference in the, in the Idaho Falls area, I think they're, you know, once you get into, into a tournament kind of action, that's not a team you want to play. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, and so the big matchup, you know, when we talk about East Idaho for 3A basketball, there's there's four teams that are all really good, right? You've got Sugar Salem and Teton from, from District 6. You've also got Marsh Valley and Snake River from District 5. Only the two district champions will officially get to go to state. And then the second place teams from district five and six will play each other in a play in game. And whoever survives that then has to play a second play in game. Oh, yeah. To get to state. It's the double play in game. So, so long story short, between those four teams, there's going to be a really good team that has to sit at home for state basketball. And that's unfortunate. Um, I will say, Sean, the big matchup I was looking forward to last night was Teton at Marsh Valley. And as I'm updating our scores this morning, the, the few scores we didn't get last night, I noticed that one was missing. So I sent a text to Kent Howell, the, the basketball coach at Marsh Valley. I said, hey, what was the score from your game last night? He said it's been moved to Thursday. So there oh. you go. Get your oh. popcorn ready. Tomorrow night, Thursday the 12th, Teton at Marsh Valley. Those are the top two teams in 3A, according to our IdahoSports.com power rankings. And all four of those teams from East Idaho I just mentioned, all right there in our daily top 25 basketball rankings as well. Man, that, you know, the the second place game, right? The two second place got to game, that's going to be a game, man. Yeah. And, and they have to play another game. But that game, I mean, you know, pick it out of a hat of which team it's going to be, but man, that's going to be a good game. Cause you know, like snake river is no slouch either. And, uh, wow. Yeah. That's good. I'll be, I can't, it'll be that district tournament will be tough. And the road to state for the team that doesn't win outright is it's going to be, it's going to be a battle. You'll earn, you'll definitely earn, you know, sometimes people are like, eh, that, that team <laughs> that gets out of that thing, that whole mess is going to be, we earn the spot where we're at. And the good news about that kind of, I think with max preps is even if you have to go through the back door to get in, your ranking still might be higher, you know, than some other teams that make it in. So you could still have a good, uh, a good spot in the bracket. You know, I, I, I like brackets. So, and my thinking, at least you could, at least with max preps, you're not going to just get pigeonholed into play the number one from somewhere. You're going to get put in there due to your, your ranking. And hopefully that works out or 
<laughs> or it turns into you're playing, you know, Sugar Salem Teton for the fifth time in the quarterfinals. But anyways, that's a long ways off. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see all these teams battle it out. Certainly um, on, on the girls side, the Snake River girls have been turning some heads lately. And it's kind of the same deal, but not to not to as big an extent. But you've got kind of on, on the girls side for 3A Snake River. And American Falls is kind of competitive in, in 3A girls and then from District 5. And then, uh, of course, up in District 6, you've got Teton and Sugar. Kind of the same story. It's a big four. But, man, uh, Snake River uh, has really been turning heads. I, I wrote a little article about them after they beat Kimberly over the weekend. Um, this is a team you've seen in person, Sean. Reese Baldwin, Camden Dunn. Um, they've got size inside. They've got Riley Edlifson at the point. I mean, they are just, they've been on fire. Yeah. Riley is everything they sell her to be. Uh, I've seen her in person. Um, she is a dynamic player and she's one of those players. And I talk about this, um, with coaches all the time about basketball is you would watch the game and think, yeah, she, you know, she was, she played really hard and she had a great game and, Oh yeah, she had 26 points and you'd be like, "Huh?" Because it's so it's not forced. It's in the flow of the offense. Um yeah, you you know, you could hear, "Oh, she had 12 or 10 points." You'd be like, "Okay, but you know, they played Snake River played Soda Springs on the 5th and they won that game 56-43 and Riley had 26 points, 8 rebounds. She won 11-14 from the free throw line. She shot 75% from the field. Um, she's, she's a dynamic player. And when you have someone like that, I just, man, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of big, I've been kind of big on Snake River and that's mostly because I saw him play and, uh, and you've got her. And then, like you said, Reese Baldwin, they can go inside. I think they're, they're going to be a tough, they're a tough out every night. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're a fun team to watch. That's yeah. for sure. You know, that win over Kimberly, that's a team that they might see at state, certainly. And Kimberly's got the size to match Snake River. They've got, you know, Mikel Wright, who's six foot. Uh, she had, she pretty much has a double-double every night. So how did Snake overcome that? Well, they made some threes, which helped. And then they really turned up the heat defensively. Their pressure defense is, is pretty tough to scheme against. And so that led to some some easy buckets yeah, they kind of uh, run yeah. a like I, I call it like almost a full court press. <laughs> Sometimes um, they make it look like they're going to do it, and then as, right as you cross a half line, they they trap and maybe put that pressure there. But they're really good at trapping the ball before the team could even get it across half line, and that causes a lot of turnovers. And um, and everyone on the bench in Snake River can play, and I think that's pretty dynamic too. But yeah, interesting interesting to see what happens later on. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how those teams battle down the stretch. Let's let's take a pit stop at two A basketball real quick, Sean. On the boys' side, uh, kind of a cool game. Bear Lake Firth, a rematch of the uh, the football championship that Bear Lake, of course, won earlier this fall. First football championship in Bear Lake history. Uh, Bear Lake is actually at Sugar Salem tonight, so that'll, that'll be, a good... be that'll be a great game. Yeah, great non-conference game. Um, but so so Bear Lake has really challenged themselves with their schedule. So when you look at their overall record and you go, eh, yeah, I don't know about that. But they do this every year, Sean. We know this. We, we've seen this. We've seen this movie before. Uh, Bear Lake currently sitting at nine and two. And 
there's other teams that have, you know, more impressive records. But when you look at Bear Lake and who they've played and who they've beaten, you know, their only two losses came to North Fremont a week ago, and which should be at the 2A state tournament. And they lost to Sugar Salem by one. 48-47. Otherwise, they've swept Firth this year. They've beaten Grace. They, they've beaten North Fremont. Uh, they went over and just destroyed Wyoming schools that are much larger than them at the Flaming Gorge Classic that we talked about a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, but that that second Bear Lake, uh, they've had a couple of close games lately, right? They beat Firth 52-49, and then they beat Grace 45-43. That Firth game in particular was pretty good. Yeah, just uh, last week it was you know, Bear Lake. <laughs> and like you said, it's featuring most of the pl- same athletes from that state championship football game, which is pretty cool. And Bear Lake, Bear Lake kind of came out in the fourth qu- quarter, had an eight point lead, um, kind of went cold. Firth comes back, ties it up with less than a minute remaining in regulation. Um, it gets really, really close. Um, Bear Lake kind of gets like a jump, jump ball, gets, but calls a timeout. And uh, comes down to a last second, su- a last second shot, which is some kind of familiar names, which I thought was interesting. You had T- T- Taysom Neal um, inbounded the ball to Keaton Carlson, um, who launched the three pointer to win the game as the time went out. So that's you know you've heard those names before, but pretty cool ending. Um, full court pass to hit the three pointer to win with a time running out, and yeah, I barely like. Bear Lake might should, maybe should be on that list, Brandon. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think the uh, you're talking about the uh, the top twenty five yeah. power rankings, right? Uh, I, I will say that they they've had some close, they've had a lot of close games. Yeah, um, and even though they're winning, you know, there there is some style points that get awarded in the uh, in the Idaho Sports.com power rankings, but they're close. They're they're like on the cut line. They're they're very close to breaking through. I can tell you that. And it's very interesting because I think North Fremont's really good too. And yeah, they beat North Fremont once, and then they it was uh, Friday last Friday they lost to North Fremont. But I think North Fremont too is going to be a team that you're, you're going to see later on um, as the year goes on somewhere in Boise. I'm I'm already you know we talked about this during the football playoffs for two A you know, and how I was lobbying to do it. Cause I felt like that had the most quality teams. It's the same thing in two a hoops. When you look at, when you look at just in East Idaho, right? Firth and North Fremont and Ryrie and, Ryrie. Even, and even West Jefferson, West J is playing really well from, and those are all district six teams. All of those teams. If any of those teams got to state, it wouldn't shock me. Then you go to district five, Bear Lake, West side, Aberdeen is kind of yeah. Aberdeen's kind of quietly playing exceptionally well. <laughs> um, so those are all really good teams. You look at Wendell over in District Four; they are playing exceptionally well. Melba, Coal Valley Christian, Nampa Christian is ten and two. They're all from District Three, and then up north, St. Mary's is kind of the crown jewel still. They've been to the last two two A state championship games. Orofino suffered their first loss of the season last night and even kellogg has good athletes so again i think two a's got by far the best overall field there is legitimately 14 to 15 teams that could all get to state yeah that yeah and <laughs> yeah and i've just you know you said um aberdeen i you know aberdeen you know aberdeen quietly beat north fremont earlier in the season and 
they've you know they lost a close one to homedale and at the pro image holiday classic so you, you know you have an aberdeen team that's kind of sneaking around in there too so yeah you got a lot of i think you're you know that 2a boys basketball is going to be tough yeah it's 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 pretty phenomenal uh so i'm, I'm already lobbying to do the 2a state basketball tournament uh for boys and girls because i think that's going to be the most competitive by far uh let's let's go to 4a hoops uh big you know hillcrest boys yawn continue to dominate over over everybody um shelly girls just keep on winning too um district five to me is where the uh, the drama is you had finally in this in this three-team district finally some district games start up pocatello and century meet up last week in both girls and boys basketball round one goes to the thunder on both sides and really two games that i don't know sean you you probably saw them i, I just was kind of score watching um they neither one seemed super close but but what do you take away from those um the in the boys game you know it was kind of it was close for a quarter and then you know the difference is the thunder just have so many players you have parker smith you've you've got uh you know you just got a lot of players and they all can kind of shoot and 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 play defense and they were just kind of able to keep the scoring up and and you can notice you kind of just notice the thunder are averaging about 70 points and if you can find a way to hold them under under the kind of that 60 points i think you're kind of in, in a better a better uh you know way to beat them but you know the century just couldn't keep them they're just too many point scorers and um you know century had 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 won a bunch of games and uh, the boys have been doing really go good luke pentea was averaging almost 30 points over the last five games and he didn't he barely i don't even think he scored until the second half in that game so credit to the thunder defense um there and so and for the girls kind of the same thing close close first quarter and then the thunder just kind of uh muscled them out you know you had um garza down low and they they just were hitting when you know rogers and lust are all hitting their shots uh the pocatello thunder are a tough team and and we know that because they're the only team that's beaten shelly so when the Thunder are, are, are rolling, per se, um, when everyone's able to kind of score, when they don't have to rely on one person to score, they're they're a tough girls team for sure. Yeah, so that's uh, – we'll see. Now Now Preston and Pokey play this week, and then we'll get tonight. the entry. Preston, right? Yeah, P Preston, Pokey tonight um, at the pit. So that should be a great one. Great one. I think, I think Preston is kind of an underrated team. They're kind of – flying under the radar i think they're pretty good um they just they played blackfoot which i think blackfoot again is an interesting team in 4a too because blackfoot was one of the closest people uh one of the closest teams against pokey it was a pretty close score um and then blackfoot went down to preston and we all know how hard it is to win in preston and and beat preston at preston so kind of interesting blackfoot in the mix there um you know we know that's kind of hillcrest's conference right now but blackfoot kind of interesting but i think preston's good um you know talking to some different coaches everyone's kind of like yep yeah, you know no one's really talking about preston but they're they're really you know they're they've got a lot of good pieces and they'll be it's definitely a measuring stick tonight pokey's the top dogs right now and you got to go to the pit and win and that's my all-time favorite place to watch basketball um i don't know if you've ever gotten to go there brandon but it's my favorite oh, yeah. 
it's uh <laughs> it's so, i love i love watching games there and uh it's just loud it's crazy and uh it'll be it'll be a good one for sure so i've done oh, my computer's frozen up now yeah. can you hear me can you I hear can, me yeah i can hear you. you just got a pretty funny face <laughs> i mean I do, I, I do generally but yeah i've got too many tabs open right now so my computer was like hey idiot oh yeah up. and i forgot you did the radio so yes you've been to the bit so i've done uh, but but really in terms of high profile atmosphere games i've done one crosstown game century pokey and it was rocking and rolling and and the only other <laughs> the only other game i've ever done at the pit uh, was during district play. It was a couple of years ago when it was the Great Basin 10. Okay. It was that humongous 10 team conference. And it was one of those loser out games that was on like a Saturday morning at like 11 o'clock. And it was it was Wood River against against Pokey. And there was it was not a good there was like 20 people. You could, you could hear yourself talk. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not a good atmosphere. I will say um, all three of those schools, Century, Preston and Pocatello, can get it rocking and rolling. I've been I've been to Century for a ton of high profile, very intense games, and it it gets very loud in there very quickly. And same with Preston. Um, oh, those yeah. fans pack the gym. So in terms of home court advantage, those three all have fantastic, which is what makes regular season play and and by virtue of the district tournament so uh en enthralling is that whoever can get that number one seed has the built-in advantage of having more home games at districts. And so that's why these regular season matchups, if you can steal a game on the road anywhere, doesn't matter where Oh yeah, it's, it's so huge. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. And uh, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I think right now that uh, I think the thunder are kind of the team to beat. They've, they've got all the pieces to the puzzle. They're playing good basketball. Julian Bowie, obviously, um, you know, he he played limited minutes against Century and still had 22 points. I think he was sick or something, they were saying, and quietly 22 points, you know. And uh, when you have performances like that, that's hard. it's hard to beat a team, right? You know, they're, one of their best players isn't 100%, and he still is able to do that. It's it's a difficult outing. But, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. And, um, yeah, and uh, other district play, uh, Century girls played Preston last night. And they they beat Preston girls, but you know Preston's girls are just hammered by injuries and kind of a, a kind of a tough season for them. But it'll be, I think the girl, I think you know, well the girls tournament, you know, when it comes down, if it comes down to Pokey and um, Century, that could be a pretty rocking game. Those get pretty pretty intense as well, just with the three team district, and they're yeah. always a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to to watch all that unfold, and then we'll wrap up with five A hoops. Where Thunder Ridge, you know, this was another game we had on East Idaho game night last night. The Thunder Ridge girls beat Highland pretty easily. They're they're still undefeated, seventeen and zero. So fun to watch. Rigby is fourteen and two. When the heck are those two going to actually finally play each other? Well, it's coming up, Sean. They will play <laughs> twice in the span of about uh, six days. They will play on next Wednesday, January eighteenth, in Rigby. And then they will turn around and play on the 26th. So what is that? How many days is that? That's 12 days, I guess. I'm not super good at math. Um, right? 18 to 26. Yep. No, no, no. Eight. Eight days, right? Eight days, yeah. Eight days, yeah. So basically, 
yeah, basically over a week, they're going to play each other twice. Wednesday, the 18th in Rigby, and then the following Thursday, the 26th at Thunder Ridge to cap the regular season for both of those teams. Now, we still think both those teams can get to state, but regular season title on the line. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, man, I just, I feel like the biggest test maybe for Thunder Ridge all season is going to be this, this matchup with Rigby and, uh, It'll be uh, it'd be really interesting to see what happens. I think Rigby is kind of a, a girls team that's a little bit under the radar just because of how well Thunder Ridge is doing. And um, yeah, I, I, I just I'm excited to see that game. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of looking at Rigby and, you know, Rigby's played some good, good teams and done pretty well. But I think uh, that will be the that will be the matchup. Everyone's kind of circling on their on their calendar for girls as far as as far as 5a basketball here in east idaho man it'll be it'll be good but right now i don't know how you stop the thunder they've got just so many dynamic players i mean even if you're able to kind of shut down one someone else is there and they've got so many weapons i you know and it seems like they've been playing together forever and it's kind of the combination of um these girls working together and it's just it's got to be just so rewarding for for them and their team yeah, uh, what a tremendous uh, season they have had, certainly. So a lot of good hoops still on tap and a lot of good East Idaho game night games still coming up as well. If you want to see the full schedule of games, just uh, click on the Game Streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com and you'll see the schedule, not just for East Idaho game night, but all of the games we are doing statewide. All right, Sean, another one in the books. Uh what do you got on tap this week? Tonight, uh, tonight we got Century Thunder Ridge at the Snake Pit. I'll be there PAing that game, making fun of Travis Hobson. If hopefully he's there. That's right. <laughs> um, actually, that that was a great game to start the season. It was Century versus Thunder Ridge, first game of the year. Century won on a last second kind of layup um, inbound play. So uh, Thunder Ridge boys, I've been you know looking at them. They've kind of sneakily been playing themselves in to some better form. So that should be a pretty good game tonight. And, and then that's kind of it for as far as like things I have to do now. Right, right, uh, right. I'll probably, I'll, you know, I'm definitely going to keep watching what, you know, we, we've got on idahosports.com and keep my eyes open, but I'm going to be at the century game, right? I'm going to have my phone with the pokey pressing game on. I've already informed the staff that that's what will be happening, whether they care for it or not. As a PA guy, you've got to be giving those score updates to the fans in attendance, right? That's your job. So yeah, um, I will, I will, I will definitely be checking that out and um, get some ooh and ahs out of that because I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone will want to know. Yeah, definitely. So all right, sounds like a plan. Everybody enjoy the competitions uh, wherever you're at for the rest of the week into the weekend, and we'll be back again next week to break it all down for you on another edition of the East Idaho Prepcast. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.